electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with executives, experts, and thought leaders. Today, you'll hear from United Healthcare Group CEO Andrew Witte. His company covers more than 7.5 million people in more than 150 countries worldwide. Witte spoke with my colleague Bertha Coombs at CNBC's Evolve Global Summit on July 13, 2022, about the ways in which the healthcare industry needs to catch up with the American consumer, including simplifying patient visits, streamlining payments, and focusing on digital health care. Here's their conversation. So you are in the process of transforming United Health into a different kind of company. You've talked about wanting to make it more consumer friendly. We've heard about this a lot in healthcare. And yet oftentimes it seems what happens is you get new layers and new layers, things get more expensive, and consumers are still left in the middle feeling like, I'm just paying more and it's more complicated. Right, so we are absolutely committed to trying to improve the consumer experience because we agree with what you've just said. I mean, I think the irony of the US healthcare system, you know, all of this technology, incredible people working in this space, unbelievable passion. But what we've ended up with is a very fragmented experience for the consumer. So you need an app for this, or you have a doctor for that. All sorts of different elements, which in the end, the consumer is somehow you're trying to manage all of that. And of course, the more you fragment it, the more expensive it becomes. So. What really Optum uh, offers and is working toward building is trying to bring back a kind of whole person orientation. So let's think about this from the perspective of the individual, the patient, the consumer. How can we really get uh, what we, how can we really bring back together the best of innovation, the best of quality at the fairest cost and get a simple end-to-end process in place? Now, this is a long journey. Long journey. Mm-hmm. We've been at this for a while. But as you look at the organization, what you see is more and more progress of joining things together. So you think about value-based care. How can we help get in front of disease? How can we prevent? How can we keep you well rather than just be there when you're sick? We know that's economically good. So paying more for that longevity as opposed to every time the doctor sees you pay for service. Absolutely. So we'll take the risk to make sure that we get you the best care. Right. That's what we're really trying to do there. We will take that risk because we think... Working with your physician and all of the other services we can wrap around, we can keep you out of that hospital for longer, we can keep you out of the ER, we can keep you at work. All of that is the model we're moving toward. Now, we know to do that, it's not just about having a great doctor. And I'm super proud of the 70,000 great doctors who are at Optum. It's not just about that. We have to be there with virtual because we know some people need virtual care. Some people just want a video consult. Hmm. A lot of people can't even get into the clinic. So as we're building up our home services, how do we get care into the home? How do we make sure those people are looked after properly? So the core to all of this is bringing things together, really thinking about it from the perspective of the patient, 
and then making sure we make it a seamless experience. And that's where things like our financial services operation come in. So how can we make the payment process easier? It's where we think about how to streamline connectivity between providers and payers. How can we make that easier? Because the doctors need a better system. It's driving doctors crazy engaging with this uh, complexity. All of those are areas we believe we can improve, and we know we're making progress on this. And if you look at our investment strategy, you look at our NPS scores, you look at the satisfaction scores, you look at the number of people who are choosing Optum as their provider, all tell us that this is a, this is a pathway they want to follow. In some ways, you've talked about building and sort of the, the front door to healthcare, which is something that a lot of folks use. Uh, like uh, Walgreens and CVS, but they actually have front doors. They have they have actual yep. brick and mortar places where yep. people can go. Your doctors have offices. You have some clinics, and you do have some pharmacies with the Genoa yep. pharmacies and mental yep. health. But overall, I don't think people think of United Health as a place a place they can go. Right, and and that again is changing very rapidly. And I, I'd say you know on the physical side. Uh, 20 million people come through the front door of an Optum clinic and about three and a half million seniors who are under some kind of value-based care come through those doors. So a, a lot of engagement there. All up, about 100 million Americans are engaged with, with Optum Health every year in one form or another. There are very few companies in America that have a relationship with 100 million Americans and none that have a relationship as intimate as healthcare. So that is an incredible connectivity. Now, what we're now, so of course we're building that out, and even in the last quarter, we've added two really important new clinic organizations, one up in Massachusetts, one in Texas, really to continue to extend that physical presence. But then what we're building and we're making some very significant investment in is very much that digital front door. Mm. I really want people to come to Opt. If they want, if they want a pack of Advil, if they want to figure out how to get that knee fixed, if they want to figure out how to price care, if they want to know who the best doctor is, who is most likely to use evidence-based uh, medicine to look after them, if they want to come and find somewhere for the best value insurance, I want them to come to Optum.com. And we're building that. We're going to be building something which is a very different kind of marketplace presence from the digital side, which will complement the physical side. So, What we, will that we, look like? It's, it's going to look like a healthcare marketplace. It's going to look like a place which is uh, welcoming to non-United Health Group companies. It will host, I will be thrilled to host competitors in that environment. I want to make an environment, where uh, the environment where people know mm. if they want help, the place to go look first is optum.com. And then we will make sure they get plugged into the right places. So we want to, we, we, we both know, I think, that the U.S. consumer has changed habits over the last 20 years, thanks to obviously digital and mobile technology and the like. And certainly over the last two years in terms of healthcare. Oh, even people. COVID has accelerated everything for healthcare. What healthcare has to do is catch up with the sophistication of the mm -hmm. American consumer. American consumer, I believe, is gonna be increasingly expecting to see in healthcare what they already experience in other sectors. We, the healthcare sector has not done that historically. We're going we're to change that. That's why when we talk about consumerization, we're not talking about just a little layer of varnish. We're talking about a fundamental change in the way in which we work with consumers, their families, work with patients in the journey to keep them well and get them better. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars Rewards. 
That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Demand for energy is projected to continue rising in the future. To help keep up, Chevron is increasing their U.S. oil and gas production, and they're innovating to help do it responsibly across their operations, including their Gulf of Mexico facilities, which are some of the world's lowest carbon intensity operations, helping supply energy that's affordable, reliable, and ever cleaner. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash meeting demand. One of the things, uh, and I have ranted about this as, as a caregiver and as a patient, there is such frustration that you can't, it's very difficult to get all of your records in one place. And God forbid you have a, a really critical disease. You know, people sometimes have to go with notebooks to be able to, every time they see a provider, say, this is what's happening. This medication has changed. There's no central place. I, I have this fantasy that in in single-payer uh, health systems, it's easier and there's one record, but in ours, there isn't. How can you help as you try to transform, bring that forward, and in a way that's agnostic, so right. I don't just have Absolutely. to be Absolutely. with United Health? Absolutely. Well, let me first of all just confirm one thing. You do have a fantasy. <laughs> I grew up in a single-payer environment. There is no single record in a single-payer environment. It's just just as annoying as it is here. All right. So I'm just going to you know uh, make sure you know that it's truly fantasy. Uh, what we're working toward is exactly what you've just described. So we've been developing over the last several years an individual health record, which looks to use all of our kind of um, machine learning capabilities, various really important kind of ontological algorithms to bring together all of the information for a patient, and, and, but really in the view that it's a patient asset. It's not our asset, it belongs to the patient. The patient mm. can take it anywhere they want. So the whole principle of all of this should be very much, it's your data, you should, you should be in charge of it, and you should be free to take it where you want. I actually think the most important thing is to have something like that alongside a physician who is acting as a quarterback for you. So I think the key to all of this, because it's not just having the information it's having the confidence to know where to go and not to be, not to be kind of confused and distracted by the system. And, mm. you know, for, for those of us who live and breathe in healthcare, I think we can really underestimate the, compl the, the, the scary complexity of this. And, and how for, confusing it is for How so confusing. And, you know, for most people, it's tough to pronounce some of the words <laughs> that the healthcare system use. I mean, it's just, it's just and, and, you know, honestly, why should everybody have to have a PhD in healthcare <laughs> to use healthcare? It doesn't make any and sense. And even people with PhD, because I've talked to some, have run into some of the same, <laughs> same issues. Same problems, right? So we want to try and... So it's super important that, yes, we have the aggregation of data. It's important that we build systems for physicians which give them that similar kind of visibility. So I actually think having that integrated information for the physician is there. And then, I think, having your quarterback physician, you look at Optum, what we're building are these physician groups who really are thinking about people holistically. They will go back for you to get you the best care at the right place. And, and I think over time, you're going to see a combination of certainly data, but new ways of 
identifying how care can be sourced in the marketplace on the day you need it so that that physician is going to be in a position to say, okay, Bertha, today we're going to need this for you. And right now, I'm going to suggest you go here for it because it's the best quality, they've got the best track record looking after folks like you, and it's a fair price. Now, tomorrow, he might send you somewhere different. I want to create an environment which is super dynamic and responsive to the patient need. That's a data, technology, and physician as an ally. And I think that's where, and in a, in a strange, I bet some people will listen to this say, isn't this guy talking about the 1950s? Hmm. And in a way, I am. Because I think what we really have to do is bring that, that physician as an ally and then give the physician the, 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 uh, the kind of reinforcements that 2020s technology can give them. That is going to be a very cool shift in the way in which healthcare can move forward. I think if we do that, the single payer countries will be looking and saying, we want that in our country. Now, one of the things that we've talked a lot about in our country and, and you've talked about in terms of changing the focus at, at United Health is looking at how to bring people who are more marginalized, mm -hmm. trying to address issues of equity and ESG, which has lately gotten a bad rap. A lot of people saying that it's really just about getting on the right index and trying to do publicity. What can you tell people as they think about EHG, how important that is, or ESG rather, in healthcare? Well, so I think it's a critical issue in healthcare, and, and it really boils down to access. And and whether that is access to insurance or access to care, you know, I, I personally, it's not right that people don't have that. And, and I, you know, I, I don't think that is a deeply kind of uh, ideological view. I just kind of almost think about it as a point of view. Just imagine if it was you. Just imagine if it was you and you needed that care and you just could not find your way into the system, either because the system was somehow biased against you mm. or you didn't have the resources. And it's just by stroke of luck that we're in a position where we do have access versus that other person. And, it, and I've always, I mean, I've been in healthcare for my entire life and a working life. And it's always been a driver for me of if I'm lucky enough to be in a position of any kind of influence, you should use that influence to try and help the people who had the unlucky break at the beginning when you had the lucky break, right? So as, and so for me, this is a really, it's a passion for me. And it's been true for me, you know, in my previous life in areas like Africa and in developing world in a different way. How do you get HIV meds? How do we get vaccines available to uh, folks in developing you countries? You took time out to work with the, the time World I spent at WHO was yeah. a, a very similar. How do we accelerate COVID treatments and vaccines for the developing world? In the case of the US, it's a completely different issue, of course. What, but what we're working on is how do we build capabilities? So, for example, our behavioral um, pharmacy practices like Genoa, they reach into and they look after people who are, many of whom are really struggling to get into the system. They have a, they've had a tough draw and they're in a tough place and they need an ally. And that's what Genoa does. If you look at our United Healthcare business, the lean into our Medicaid platform and the work, if you want to meet passionate people in United Health Group, meet the people who work in our Medicaid business. They are unbelievable. The passion, the commitment they have to look after folks. How we worry about making sure people don't lose coverage. So as we think about, all, you know, there's always changes in the healthcare system. How we make sure people don't get dropped off that. 
And then we can look at areas where we can build for the future. So we recently announced a very significant step up in our investment in diverse scholar training. So how do we make sure that more physicians and nurses and clinicians uh, come from and look like the communities that they look after? Because just at a very base level of empathy, hmm. that's a key yeah. element, right? Just making it possible so when people walk into the clinic, it's like, okay, I can kind of relax because it, just, it feels like home, right? And, and that kind of investment of, of, of uh, workforce is so important. So this is an area we're going to relentlessly move on. The announcement we made just a few days ago in terms of zero copay, zero deductible for uh, uh, life-threatening drugs like insulin and inhaled albuterol for opioid overdose. These are really good, very specific examples where we are relentlessly looking for ways in which we can lean forward for people who are having a tough time. And that, for me, is what health equity is all about. That was Andrew Witte, United Healthcare Group CEO. He spoke with Bertha Coombs at CNBC's Evolve Global Summit on July 13, 2022. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share with your friends. And you can visit CNBCEvents.com to learn about upcoming events and how you can attend. We'd love to have you there. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks so much for listening. Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate.